Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Professionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the fantasy professional himself, Mr. Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? Great, man. How about yourself? Doing well, Butter. Glad you're here, bud. So it, it's been a cold, wintry week here in Oklahoma City, man. So we, we braved the elements. Uh, we're here in the studio recording it on a Thursday afternoon, right before some Thursday night football getting ready to kick off. So we got the uh, what Raiders and Chargers kicking off later tonight, Butter. You got, got, got any lean on that one tonight, bud? The battle of uh, one L.A. team the current L.A. team and the battle of a former L.A. team. That's right. Raiders Raiders escaped from L.A., so to speak, better to Vegas. And, uh, yeah, it should, should be a fun game to watch, though. Obviously, Raiders still in the playoff hunt. And we're going to talk about uh, a little later in the pod, you know, those clubs that are kind of right there on the verge of the playoff, right? So analyzing those number seven seeds, so to speak, who's going to get in that uh, those final couple spots from a wild card standpoint. So uh, got that to talk about. We got another wild finish, a bad beat on Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about that. We got our guy Jalen Hurts. Wins his debut, butter. We were wrong on that one last week, man. So uh, uh, he uh, he actually gets a W in the first uh, uh, NFL start. So we're going to talk about all that and much, much more. But as always, my man, before we get there, we have to show some love to our sponsor. And, of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays or on Thursday nights if you're there tonight. Uh, Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Uh, We were talking, we recorded the uh, Yankee Wankers pod earlier uh, this afternoon, Butter, and our guy Ben Mason, uh, general manager at Chalk, he was actually on the news this week, man, so they were kind of talking about him, you know, interviewing about sports bars with the Thunder, you know, NBA basketball here in Oklahoma City getting ready to start back up, so give a shout out to our man Ben so uh, one of the best people you'll ever meet and uh, uh, he did a great job on the news I was texting him saying hey man you're famous dude you're on TV so that's how it works right so, so, makeup and all oh uh, no I don't know if he had makeup and all so ben, ben Ben's naturally handsome he didn't need it but uh, he did a fantastic yeah, he's, job he's a good looking yep. guy man yeah so. yeah did a great job there for chalk and uh, again uh, you know basketball season right around the corner for those guys and so uh, hoping that uh, um, that'll keep them busy uh, kind of going because obviously you can't go to the games right now right so you gotta mm-hmm. find your uh, favorite sports bar uh, to post up and watch the uh, football games, the basketball games, the, the whole nine yards, whatever sports you need. Obviously, Chalk has dozens of TV screens. You, you'll never uh, lack for a sporting event on their uh, television screens there. So, well, Butter, let's get right into it, man. We alluded to it. I guess we have to pick up with Monday Night Football. What, two two out of the last three weeks, there has been an absolutely wild finish on Monday Night Football. Right, right? We think back to three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, whatever it's been now. Seahawks and Eagles, Hail Mary at the end. They go for two, cover the spread on the last play. Here we had the Ravens scoring late to take the lead 45-42. The line in this game was three, three and a half, depending upon your book, um, that the the Ravens were favored. And then I'll be damned with two seconds left. Cleveland tries to do one of those crazy lateral things. Hey, they're you know, last play of the game, trying to make something happen. They end up getting a safety. The final score ends up being 47-42 Ravens. And a lot of people probably lost a lot of money on that last play. A lot of people probably won some money as well. But uh, your thoughts on just another crazy bad beat type of finish, bud? Well, well from a fantasy standpoint as well, I think uh, they charged him with like three fumbles on that play. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like if you had the Ravens defense, even though they gave up 
a bunch of points. I mean, you've got some of that back with the three fumbles, but in the safety, you get you get extra points for that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go, going back to like what you what you were saying, you know, I mean, with the the uh, the Hale Murray, I mean, I mean, and, and it's kind of homerism, I guess. Former OU player, you know. Then you got Baker Mayfield. Um, who was leading his team back. Then you have Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown scores the go ahead touchdown to, um, to win this game. But obviously, man, I mean, to me, I mean, um, it was one of those games like, cause I watched the whole thing. Who's going to strike next. I mean, uh, therefore it was a great game too. Yes, it, it was, I mean, it was I'll, really I'll, enjoyable. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. It was the best, uh, it was the best pro football game this year. I mean, uh, from top to bottom, I mean, um, uh, because the Ravens, I mean, they looked like they were just going to pull away with it when it was 34 to 20. And, um, you know, I mean, the Browns came back and uh, fought tooth and nail, uh, took the lead. Um, then you have uh, you have Lamar Jackson, who had some problems with cramps. And, um, man, comes yeah, there out. There was a lot, a lot of speculation about what what type of cramps it was, Butter. So did you, uh-huh. did you ever get a feed on that or get a, get a well, I mean, confirmation I, as to what was going on there? The, the way he took off, I mean, I said, like, man, he went and took a shit. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the running gags uh, for, for Monday night the last couple of days is that there's definitely some questions as to why exactly he went back to the locker room. So. But, man, I mean, like whenever he came back out before, uh, I mean, it, it showed him going to the locker room and showing him coming back out. You mean, I mean, you could just tell like the way he was walking. I mean, he, he was bothered by something. I mean, because uh, he was kind of limping around, which, you know, I mean, whenever he came back out there, I mean, they really didn't run with him. I mean, they were really passing the ball with him. So, um, but they figured out a way to win. And um, yeah, the Ravens had to have that game too, right? So even more so than the Browns did. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, um, I I thought Baker, um, Baker played well enough to, his team had the Browns playing well enough to win the game. I mean, it was just one of those games that um, somebody had to lose and uh, the Browns lost. So, yeah, definitely. I don't think we take away from Cleveland's kind of hot streak here. And again, we've been talking about them. You know, they've been figuring out ways to win. You know, they can win ugly. They can win in shootouts. Right? We think back to a couple weeks ago that forty-one thirty-five win over the Titans. They've won some ugly clunkers along the way. And so, yeah, I don't necessarily take anything away from Cleveland in this one. I think you have to tip your cap to the uh, to the Ravens in this one. Again, they were in desperation mode. They're right there on the fringe for one of those last last playoff spots, which we'll talk about them a little bit more here in a moment. But yeah, desperation mode kicks in. You know, you got fantastic players on that football team. They're still a really good football team. They've had some some injury issues and COVID issues along the way. That's maybe had them snake bit there for a minute. But I I wouldn't count them out. Wouldn't shock me if they get into the playoffs and then maybe you know pull an upset as well. So kind of keep an eye on them. They that could be a win that solidifies that team and kind of they gel moving forward and start playing their their best football again. So, yeah, definitely a fun game. But, again, just just so crazy to uh, to have two wild finishes on Monday Night Football, two out of the last three weeks, um, and just having it swing uh, so much from a betting standpoint. Because we, we tend to play some wagers uh, uh, between ourselves, Butter, on, on uh, NFL football and college football and everything else. And so, yeah, that's definitely a gut punch uh, if you had money on the Browns, but uh, again, if you had money on the Ravens, it probably worked out. So uh, always two sides to the coin. But well, let's stay in the AFC, butter. Bills over the Steelers. Steelers have lost two in a row now. People are throwing dirt on the Steelers, saying, "Hey, they're no good. They're they're not any good." You know, they they were faking it the whole way. I I'm not necessarily buying into that. Um, I think that the the Steelers are still a pretty good football team, but. 
Bills are a pretty good football team too, right? So I think it kind of raises this question as to who is perhaps the challenger to the Chiefs in the AFC now, right? So you think about the Bills, you think about the Steelers, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Browns, right? You think about the Titans. You know, who do you kind of see as that second best team, assuming that you agree with me and I think with most people that the Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC yeah, right yeah. now, right? I mean, okay, but, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they've got one loss, I mean, which that was to the Raiders. Um, I mean, they've been pretty dominant on offense this year. Uh, the, their close games, I mean, uh, that they've had, I mean – they kind of won some of those games. They've won with style points. You know, I mean, like uh, the the closer games they've had, they've got out to a big lead, and they kind of let people back into it because they were kind of on coast because they already had the game won. So I mean, some of their games have been closer than what they actually were. I mean, the scoreboard was actually closer than what the game actually was. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I mean, definitely. The, I mean, the, the by far the Chiefs are, I think, the best team in the AFC right now, uh, and they deserve that spot. I mean, they're def- defending Super Bowl champions. But, like I said, I mean, from week to week, I mean, uh, obviously they're a beatable team. I mean, the Raiders figured out a way to, to beat them. Um, so, I mean, they, they just have to make sure that they're going to fire on all cylinders and uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Edward Solaire. I mean, they've got good – Travis Kelsey, I mean, they've got good – people all around on offense. Uh, so, I mean, they just have to make sure that all those guys are gelling and uh, that their defense can hold off the other team. Yeah, and that defense has kind of been underrated from time to time, I think. So, they, they create a lot of turnovers, create a lot of havoc, and so I, I think that that's... They've, they've had good special teams as well. This it's year. true, yeah. Harrison yeah. Butker, obviously a hell of a kicker there as well. But, uh, yeah, you, you think that all those superstars that they have on the offensive side of the ball, and rightfully so, they get a lot of publicity, uh, excuse me, uh, but I, I think that defense is underrated, and they, they tend to show up uh, in in the uh, the times that they need them. And again, you talked about it, you know, Chiefs, they, they kind of tend to play up or play down to their competition. They, they let the Dolphins hang around this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So Mahomes threw three picks, and so the Dolphins caused them trouble, uh, but again, found a way to win the game whenever it was all said and done, and, and felt like they were always in control, even though you know, they were turning the ball over and didn't play their best football, but it uh, felt like that they uh, they had things under control. And maybe that's just the from a fan standpoint that we kind of get lulled into what uh, Patrick Mahomes and that uh, uh, offense can do. But Bills, pretty impressive as well, right? So, yeah. you know, in your opinion, Butter, who do you think is that top challenger to the Chiefs in the AFC? Is it is it Buffalo? Is it is it Tennessee Titans? Who do you, Cleveland Browns? Who, who's your pick, man? Man, I mean, I, I really like the Bills, and I like, like Josh Allen, but, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I also like uh, the Tennessee Titans with um, with Derrick Henry and them running the ball. You know, I mean, you got to think last year uh, the Titans had them, uh, had the Chiefs beat, and the Chiefs came back and won. Uh, so, I mean, I, I honestly think that, like, um, the team that the Chiefs probably don't don't want to face in the playoffs is probably the Titans. Yeah, being able to run the ball with Derrick Henry, they play good defense. Tannehill, again, probably an underrated quarterback, right? So he's not quite as flashy as as your Patrick Mahomes and uh, and your Aaron Rodgers and some of those guys that put up those crazy stat lines. But whenever they do need him in a pinch, he, he tends to uh, to show up in big spots. And again, they they had a a, a much easier time uh, than some other uh, than the Bills did, I guess, with the Steelers this past weekend. Uh, they were on the road at Jacksonville and thump 
up on them 31-10. I think Derrick Henry ran for 200 yards and two touchdowns or something. So, uh, again, his time of year, but uh, uh, they thump up on the Jags. But, yeah, probably not a bad pick there. I, I do think that the Bills, if they can eliminate goofy mistakes – uh, and really play up to their their level. Uh, again, I think they're, they're, they're top of their potential. I think it could be the Bills and the Chiefs in that AFC championship uh, next month whenever it's all said and done. But, yeah, wouldn't count out the Titans. Wouldn't count out Cleveland either, man. So, again, they run the football, and uh, so long as Baker can eliminate mistakes as well. So, I, th- I still think they're a good football team. So yeah, I mean, and like you said, I mean, there's a lot of good um, – those teams that are 9-4, and four, I mean – it's a crapshoot on, um, you know, I mean, who to who to pick out of that. You know, I mean, uh, you've got the the Browns, who I definitely think are, are going to be a playoff team. You've got the Colts. You've got the Titans. Um, all those teams. Um, and then you've got the Bills as well. I mean, they all play good football, um, and they like to try to run the ball. And then you also have, like you said, Tannehill, I mean, he's kind of the, as far as quarterback play, I mean, he's the guy that doesn't really get the recognition that uh, that he deserves. I mean, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch the the playoffs with um, with the elite talent and uh, the players that uh, the AFC has for sure. Yeah, I think the AFC is probably the deeper conference. I think that's fair to say, yes, right? So yes. yeah, I think at the top top end, you know, playoff caliber type teams. Uh, even the Raiders, right, getting ready to kick off here, you know, another 30, 45 minutes and stuff. I mean, I still think they're a pretty good football team, and they're kind of, you know, right there on the uh, on the the edge, uh, and whether they get into the playoffs or not. So, well, well, Butter, let's go over to the NFC, man. And I think the the game that we have to start with here has to be our guy, Jalen Hurts, again, former Sooner, former Alabama Crimson, uh, tied quarterback. We claim him as a Sooner here because he won us a conference championship and got us into the playoff last year. But his first start. As an NFL rookie, a lot of people were kind of raising some eyebrows at this, despite Carson Wentz struggling so much. But, man, he gets the job done. The Eagles stay alive uh, with a potential playoff spot there in the NFC East on the line. They beat the top-seeded New Orleans Saints, top-seeded at the time, 24-21. Jalen, they don't ask him to do a lot, Butter, but he ran the ball whenever he needed to. He didn't make a lot of silly mistakes, didn't have the turnovers. They ran the ball well with Miles Sanders. I mean, impressive performance, right, from this rookie. Yeah, I mean, I, I you hit the nail right on the head, you know. I mean, uh, it was kind of a – they had talked this battle up because uh, him and Taysom Hill are both kind of the same type of quarterbacks, you know. I mean, uh, running the ball and um, like to run the ball first, and which Doug Peterson came out and said, you know, I mean, hey, um, I'm going to I'm gonna try to help him out, let our running backs help him out and, and run the ball more, which, you know, I mean <clears> – <throat> Yeah, the Eagles uh, ran the ball for 250 yards, uh, man. That's impressive. In I don't NFL. know why they weren't doing that before. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure uh, Carson Wentz is like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, <laughs> you so, want to help me out? Anyway, but I mean, it, like you said, I mean, it was an impressive win uh, for the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles were up 17 to nothing at halftime. I mean, New Orleans could not really do anything in the first half of that game. Um, and they actually came back and actually, um, they actually made it, made it close, uh, 24 to 21. But you know, I mean, um, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts. I mean, did whatever he needed to do. I mean, he looked good running the ball. Uh, you know, I mean, only had 167 passing yards. But I mean, 
they really didn't need him to throw the ball whenever you got two guys that rushed for for 100 yards apiece. I mean, they were kind of really able to do whatever they wanted to running the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And again, a lot of check downs, a lot of screen passes and kind of swing passes out of the backfield. So they didn't ask him to throw the ball downfield a lot. You know, Jalen Rager had a couple, I think it had one long catch, if I, if I remember, about 40 yards or something. But yeah. Hurts, he throws for 167 and a touchdown. He runs for 106 yards. Again, Miles Sanders, he had the one long touchdown run, like 80 yards or something like yeah. that, I think. And he ends up with two touchdowns whenever it's all said and done. And he was and like untouched. Yeah, that's all, <laughs> and that's all they needed. Again, and it's not as if they were doing that against a sorry football team, but again, the Saints – were the top seed uh, in the NFC going into it. Again, they're, they've dropped down to the two seed now because Green Bay uh, they has a tiebreaker over them. They're both at 10-3. and three. But, yeah, impressive win for the Eagles. And, again, is it too little too late, Butter? So we asked that question last week on the pod about, you know, making that move now to switch from Wentz to Jalen Hurts. And, again, Peterson has come out and said that, that Hurts will start this weekend as well. You know, is it too little, too late? Should they have made the move a couple weeks ago? I mean, how? what do you do with Carson Wentz now, man? Man, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that um, what the Eagles are going to do, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts probably finishes the season as a starting quarterback, and then they can figure out um, if he's, if he's going to be the man or uh, if they're going to have to get rid of Carson Wentz. I mean, I think Carson Wentz has – one year left on his contract, I think. Um, I might be wrong on that. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, um, they're going to have to figure out um, who's going to be able to lead that football team. And I want to say that the Eagles, I mean, have, um, as far as um, trying to clinch the NFC East, I mean, I want to say that the teams that they play, I mean. um, It it may come down to week 17 against Washington. Yeah. yes. Yep, absolutely, and that'll be something to keep an eye on. Again, Washington, um, you know, they they keep they're they're still there in the lead, if you will, in the NFC East, even at a losing record at six and seven. Uh, they got they got some tough games coming down the stretch as well, but probably arguably in the pole position for that NFC East. But again, it could come down to that final week if the Eagles can stay within striking distance and just need a win over Washington in week 17 that that might be what it boils down to and 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 the thing the other thing with Washington i mean if if Alex Smith is not the quarterback if it's uh if it's Haskins i mean you know i mean who who knows if they could win their final 3 games or if they could i mean who knows with them? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that game a little bit later. Washington with a tough game with the Seahawks coming to town on Sunday. Again, Seahawks seem to be they they bounced back and thumped up on the Jets this weekend, forty three. But again, who doesn't whip the Jets' ass, right? So I don't know if you can read a whole lot into that after their loss to the Giants a couple of weeks ago. But Washington has the Panthers in between, and then yeah, at Philly in Week seventeen. So it, it could all kind of come down to that Week seventeen in the NFC East if Philly uh, can find a way uh, to stay there. Uh, within striking distance again, just be a half game, you know, behind because Philadelphia got that draw right, so they had a tie with uh, the Bengals back earlier in the season. But Eagles, uh, tough game on the road against Arizona, which again we'll talk about that one here in a little bit as well. But well, better let's talk playoffs. We got three weeks left, so we're, we're the playoff picture is kind of coming into form now. It, and I really wanted to talk about that this this new number seven seed, right? So again, playoffs expanded. Right, the one seed's going to get a bye, and then two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. So a little bit of a different format here uh, for the NFL playoffs. First time in a long time since they uh, expanded out to six teams uh, so many years ago. But let's start in the NFC. You have Seattle, 
at number five right now at nine and four. You got Tampa Bay at the sixth seed at eight and five, Arizona at seven and six, and then you have the Vikings and Bears who actually play one another this weekend. So that's going to be interesting at six and seven. Who do you think ends up in the playoffs amongst those four or five squads? And kind of what order do you see it kind of panning out for them, Butter? Man, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I like uh, I like Tampa Bay and I like Arizona. Um, you know, I mean, Arizona's kind of been like one of those really, really. I don't really want to say uh, they they just. Um, They've lost games that they shouldn't have lost, but they've won games that they probably shouldn't have won. Yeah, it probably and, balanced out overall, yeah. right? So and, yeah, and yeah. um, but you know the games that the games that they have lost. I mean, that honestly, I mean, I, realistically, I think they should only have four or five losses. And I mean, some of the losses that they've had, you just kind of have to scratch your head and um, and look at it. I mean, like you know, I mean, hey, I mean, these guys really probably should have won that game, but they didn't. Um, but I think out of out of, out of the, the, the seven seeds, I mean, I think Arizona is probably going to be the seven seed. Okay, all right. Uh, I I I tend to agree. I think Minnesota would be that squad that has the chance to gain on Arizona, right? So if Arizona drops one, uh, then then I could see the Vikings kind of gaining on them again. They've been playing better football. They they have a big game, right? Divisional matchup uh, with their uh, hated rival, the Chicago Bears, uh, this weekend, which we'll talk about that one as well a little bit later. Uh, I would expect Minnesota to win that game this weekend and get to seven and seven. Again, if Arizona can stay a game ahead, they're going to be fine, right? So, but it really kind of boils down to uh, does Arizona drop a game here down the stretch? Um, and again, they play the Eagles this weekend. Uh, they have uh, the 49ers after that, um, and then at the Rams, which the Rams still might be playing for seeding or trying to win that win that division in Week 17. So you expect the Rams are going to be they're not going to be resting starters, I should say. So so yeah, not not the easiest schedule down the stretch for sure for the Cards. Well, realistically, I mean, they need to win out to make the playoffs. I think. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What what does uh what does Minnesota look like? So Minnesota down the stretch again. They play the Bears this weekend. Obviously, again, you would expect that to be a win. It's at home. It's there in Minnesota, at the Saints, which won't be easy. Again, Saints Saints still playing for positional seating, and depending upon what, what Green Bay does, you would expect they're still going for the one seed, and then finish up with the Lions in Week 17. So the, probably the, would expect them to go two and one down the stretch, right? The, so maybe finish eight and eight. Yeah, I mean the the loss that. That hurts them right now is the loss to the Cowboys. I mean, they should have not. They should have not yeah. lost that game. Our Cowboys, right? So again, gave us hope for just a brief moment, right? And then the Cowboys kind of piss it away from that point forward. Oh, the Cowboys look good this past weekend, right? So, but uh, again, that doesn't really uh, matter a whole lot. Yeah, they, they look good against the really shitty Bengals. Team. Yeah, yeah. So I think everybody's kind of beating up again without Joe Burrow. It's just just not the same Bengals team. So Cowboys get another win. Cowboys play against the Niners this weekend. So kind of a old school rivalry there. Back to uh, our. Uh, uh, age group butter, kind of the heyday there, the early 90s, whenever the Cowboys and Niners were swapping spots there for uh, NFC championships and uh, Super Bowl contention. But uh, we're, we're a long ways from that now but with these two squads. But uh, well, well, let's go over to the AFC butter, and let's take a look at what we think uh, could conceivably play out for that last playoff spot in the AFC. I think it's a little deeper conference. I think it's a little more competitive here. So we got right now Cleveland in the five hole at nine and four. Got the Colts right behind them on a tiebreaker at nine and four in the six hole. Miami would be getting in the playoffs if it ended today at eight and five. 
Baltimore right there in the eighth spot at eight and five as well. Raiders getting ready to kick off, uh, taking on the Chargers tonight on Thursday Night Football at seven and six. And then New England is still mathematically alive, I guess, at six and seven, although they would need a lot of help, I think, down the stretch. But who do you think gets in on, on, on the AFC side, Butter? Man. See, okay, so this I is... Think, I think Baltimore might be playing. I, th- I, I, I think Baltimore's going to get in. Yeah. So call me crazy. So, I mean, this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I mean, <laughs> you got all these 9-4, and 8-5 and five teams, um, and they're ranked from 4-8 to eight right there, which any given week, that could change depending on who wins, you know. Um, but you got to look at Baltimore's schedule down the stretch, butter. They got the Jaguars this weekend at home, should be a win. Giants at yeah, home the- in week 16, and then at the Bengals, who probably aren't playing for anything at that point, right? So they're, they're, it's, it behooves them to tank to get a higher draft pick. So I, I think the Ravens went out, man. They, they probably went out and they probably move up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, man, I mean, I'm thinking, like, with that schedule, I think that they probably move up, and I think the Browns probably move. The Ravens would definitely have the tiebreakers with the Browns right now, right? So Because they beat them twice. Yeah. Beat them I, a week one, and then obviously beat them on Monday night in that who, crazy who, who game. Do the, who do the Browns play the last three so games? So, Browns down the stretch have the Giants this week, which you would expect to be a win. That's Sunday night football. It's at, at, at New York. Yeah, New York's still playing for something, too, right? So, they're right there behind a game behind the Washington Club in the NFC East. At the Jets, and then the Steelers at home, which won't be easy – Conceivably, though, the Steelers could have a division clinched and maybe don't have anything to play for, right? So you you could maybe see the Steelers resting starters Mm -hmm. in Week 17. So arguably, Cleveland could win out and finish 12-4. and I would say probably, I mean, looking at it, I mean, um, man, that's I think it boils down to this Sunday, though, right? you you got to beat the Giants, right? We would expect them to beat the Jets, and then that Steelers game in Week 17, again, Steelers might be resting starters, may not matter to them. Uh, and so maybe the Browns get a win at home in Week 17, but it they have to win this Sunday night against the Giants, I think, right? Yeah, um, I, man. I mean, looking at it, I mean, I'm I'm thinking Miami. Pro- I, again, Miami's been such a great story. I'm with you. I think they may be the odd man out because you look at their schedule down the stretch. They play the Patriots this Sunday at home, which they're favored in that game. We'll talk about that one here in a moment. Not not going to be an easy game, but maybe they can pull that out. And then they go on the road to Las Vegas against the Raiders in Week 16 on Sunday Night Football. Um, and then, or I think it's on Saturday night, excuse me. Um, and then at the Bills in Week 17. So assuming we don't know if the Bills are going to be playing for anything at that point, so they could rest starters as well. But I think the Dolphins have the toughest stretch uh, here in the last three games, right? Yeah, I mean, by looking at the schedules, I mean, um, each one of these seven teams, eight teams – um, with the exception of the Chiefs, which I mean, the the Chiefs are in a must win. To, that they have to win to to keep up uh, and keep the the number the number one seed in the first round by. But these other teams kind of have common opponents with each other. They're, they'll be playing each other, so every one of them's kind of in a must win. You know, I yeah, mean, absolutely, yeah. Again, the ASC is much more of an interesting playoff stretch, I think. I, I think it's going to be a lot more enjoyable to watch here over the last three weeks. And again, even in that AFC South, you have the Titans and the Colts in a dead heat right now. Titans have the tiebreaker, 
whatever it uh, it all kind of boils down to it and stuff, kind of based on win percentage in the division or something like that. But you know, they're both at nine and four. They're both going to be playing, you know, probably all three weeks, right? So I don't think they can take a week off, but. You know, Titans end up with the Lions at Green Bay and at Houston, which that won't be an easy uh, game at Lambeau in Week 16. You expect the Packers will still be playing for something there because they're trying to clinch that one seed in the NFC. So that could conceivably be a loss, uh, but probably favored against the Lions uh, this Sunday and then probably would be favored against the Texans in Week 17. And then taking a look at Indianapolis, um, you know, they have – the Texans this week at home, you'd expect them to win that game. And then at the Steelers, that won't be easy. And then they get Jacksonville in Week 17 at home, so should win that one. So I could see both those clubs maybe going 2-1 and one down the stretch. They both finish 11-5, and five, uh, and the Titans would win the tiebreaker, I think, if that was the case. Yeah, um, yeah definitely going to be fun to watch, man. I think the Steelers lose at least one more game. One more, All right? Okay, yeah. I mean, they obviously lost two in a row. You would expect at some point, definitely in Week 17 at the Browns, right, that if they have nothing to play for, if Kansas City has already clinched home field, which conceivably that could be the case, then maybe they take the week off against Cleveland and, yeah, could lose that. They they play at Cincinnati this week. That should be a win. And then the Colts in Week 16, that's that's going to be a, got a pretty tough that's a fun schedule. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but to at Browns in Week 17, I think it would be the one to look out for there. So, Well, let's get to Week 15, Butter. So we've been talking about all this future stuff. Let, let's talk about what we have uh, right here in front of us, my, my friend. But let's start off with the early noon games on Sunday, and we've got a good one here. So we've got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Again, we alluded to this game. Uh, Dolphins are actually favored in this one by 2.5-3, depending upon your book here. Total is 41.5, so Vegas not expecting a ton of points in this one. Dolphins need to win, right? They probably need to win out, and it's yes. not going to be easy for them. Again, Patriots, they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but it's going to be – they need a lot of help. So, But your thoughts on Pats and Dolphins on Sunday, bud? Man, I mean, um, I like the Dolphins in this matchup. I mean, they still have something to play for. I think that they're going to be fired up uh, after coming off that loss against Kansas City, a game that um, – you know, I mean, that they competed in. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected the Dolphins. To, I think they played better than most people probably thought yeah, they would, right? I, so, yeah, they I, were I competitive. Don't, I don't think anybody expected the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs. I mean, realistically. You know, I mean, uh, they're going to be playing against uh, the Patriots, who I, I'm, they've really, really – they've uh, – They've been a, a really big disappointment this year. Um, is I mean, that's the only way that I can put it. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I've had uh, some Patriots on my team uh, for fantasy, and I mean they just haven't really done much. You know, um, like I said, I mean um, they can't really throw the ball that well with with Cam Newton, and Cam Newton has had some problems um, holding on to the ball. And I think it's going to continue this week against the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a really good defense. I mean, um, and they've got a young quarterback, I mean, who's who likes to uh, throw and run the ball. And um, they've got Devontae Parker, who I think will probably have a really good game. But, you know, I mean, like I said, the, the Patriots, I mean, they're just not the Patriots of old. I mean, they've lost uh, – too many pieces to that uh, those championship runs. So, I mean, I like the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, you, you have to question the Patriots give a shit beater right now, right? Because this is a position they haven't been in in damn near 20 years, Butter. So, it's like they're they're on the verge of being eliminated. Um, you know, you have to question, you know, their motivation here. You know, I tend to think that they've got one more 
run in them here down the stretch. I don't think it's going to be enough because I think they would need too much help ahead of them. But I think Belichick, you know, scheming up a defense against a rookie quarterback. You mentioned Tunga Vailoa again, who's been really, really good. So uh, since he came in and kind of took over for Fitzpatrick, you know, a few weeks ago, I think the Patriots somehow find a way to win this game. But I don't know why. I don't know why I, I, I like the Pats in this one. Maybe I'm just not sold on the Dolphins yet. Uh, maybe um, you know the kind of the desperation kicks in for the Pats to kind of make it interesting down the last three weeks of the season. But give me the Pats to win this game straight up. So we'll go opposite on this one. But I do like the low total here. I, I don't think it's going to be a ton of points scored in this one. This has got a 20 to 17, 21 to 16 game written all over it. So I think the low total is probably about on the number here. So let's go over to the NFC, Butter. We talked about this one as well. Kind of an old school wrestling loser leaves town match here, dude. So we got we got Bears Vikings, um, yeah, six and seven. Uh, again, the loser probably out of the playoffs here. Again, Bears, they they just started off so hot. They've been so awful of late. Vikings, kind of the opposite, right? So they started off so bad, have been playing pretty good football as of late. Again, had that inexplicable loss to our Cowboys a few weeks ago, but outside of that, they've been playing much much better. Uh, Vikings favored in this one by three, three and a half, depending upon your book. Again, the total here, 45, 46, depending upon your book. Your thoughts on this big NFC North divisional rivalry here, Bears-Vikings, Butter? I mean, to me, this one has, like you said, like a a clash of, uh, oh, just like, you know, I mean, two NFC rivals uh, going at it. I mean, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Both of these teams, I mean – the Vikings, I mean, they've got Dalvin Cook. The Bears got David Montgomery. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those games where both teams try to run the ball. Uh, I mean, the Bears quarterback, I mean, they're going to, I'm sure they're going to trot Mitch Trubisky out there. And I mean, I don't know how he pulled the rabbit out of his hat last week against the Texans. But. I think it's, that's, the, that's the question that Bears fans <laughs> ask themselves from time to time. It's like, how the fuck do we win that game? Yeah. Right? Trubisky's terrible. So. <laughs> and I mean, one at thirty six to seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I just don't think that. Um, I, like I said, I mean, I really don't think the Bears are any good. Uh, like you said, the Vikings are playing uh, a lot better football. I mean, with the exception of the loss to the the Cowboys, I mean, have been pretty good for like the last six or seven weeks. Uh, and I, I, as good as the the Bears defense has kind of played. I just don't think they can stop Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think it's going to be uh, if if. If I was betting on it, I would lean towards um, the under because I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, but I like the Vikings to win. Yep, we're on the same page here. I like the Vikes as well. I think they're the more complete team, right? So I think with uh, Thielen and Justin Jefferson out on uh, the the wide receiver out wide for, for both those, uh, uh, those guys there, along with Dalvin Cook, I think they have a little bit more offense. Uh, than the, what the Bears do, obviously. Uh, and I think that, that that Vikings defense will play better at home uh, than with what they would on the road. So, yeah, give me the Vikes here. And I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points in this one. I, I 24-17, something like that. I think it's in the ballpark of, of what to expect here. And so I like the Vikes to win and cover as well. So, uh, well, let's go down to Washington, D.C., Butter. Uh, we got the Seahawks traveling across country. We always think about those West Coast teams going across the country, playing that early noon kickoff or the little groggy, you know, what to expect there. Again, Seahawks, they they bounce back after an ugly loss to the Giants a couple weeks ago. They thumped the Jets this past weekend. Washington keeps, you know, plugging along here with Alex Smith and kind of that, that staunch defensive front there with Chase Young and those guys they have rushing the passer. 
Seahawks favored in this one by five and a half, six, depending upon your book. The total here, 44 and a half. Your thoughts on Seahawks in Washington on Sunday, bud? Man, I mean, the, the big question on this one is, is whether Alex Smith is going to play or uh, if it's going to be Dwayne Haskins uh, under center, you know. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big game swing, right? So, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the information that I have right now, I mean, um, and uh, looking at uh, the matchup, I mean, dude, I mean, I like Russell Wilson. I like DK Metcalf, and I like TJ Lock- – I like uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. Um and I think with that many weapons, I mean, I know the the Washington defense has been pretty pretty good and has been solid, but with that many weapons, I just don't think Washington can can stop them, and I don't think that they have the offensive firepower to keep up with them. So um, I like the Seahawks to cover and and win easily. Yep, I'm I'm with you. We're on the same page, uh, regardless of who plays quarterback at Washington. Again, I think Alex Smith is obviously what Washington fans are probably rooting for here. He's a little, little more of a steady choice there at QB, but I don't think it's going to matter in the long run. I think the Seahawks they know they have to win to kind of keep pace with the Rams in hopes of winning that NFC West division. Rams play the Jets this weekend. You would expect the Rams to win that game. Uh, I like the Seahawks to win this and cover, uh, and I would lean towards the under in this one because I don't think Washington's going to put up a ton of points uh, simply because there is some question marks about who's going to play quarterback. Uh, give me the Seahawks to win and cover this one probably comfortably, maybe a 24-13 type of game, something like that. Uh, I don't think they're going to they're gonna put up a ton of points in this one, but I like the Seahawks to win. So, Well, Butter, arguably the biggest game of the weekend um, – Two of the best teams in the NFL right now, record-wise and probably play-wise as well. Chiefs at the Saints, down in Nolens, down in the Superdome. Nolens. Yeah, Chiefs favored in this one by three, three and a half on the road. The total here, 51 and a half. Obviously, the Chiefs, they just keep plugging along. They keep winning. They beat the Dolphins this past weekend. Saints coming off that surprising loss, I think, uh, on the road to Philly uh, and our man Jalen Hurts. But... Should be a fun game to watch, man. It's going to be a fast track uh, down there in the Dome. Uh, should be – I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. But your thoughts on Chiefs and Saints on Sunday afternoon at 3.30 slot? Man, I mean, I think this game has shootout written all, written all over it. Um, you know, I mean, the Chiefs coming in 12-1. and one, They got Patrick Mahomes, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, just a phenomenal offense. Uh, then you've got uh, the Saints. I mean, you've got uh, Taysom Hill, which I'm pretty sure he's going to get the start again because uh, Drew Brees is still. Yeah, they uh, said they weren't thinking about they weren't going to rush him back for this yeah. game. So yeah, 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 I think Taysom uh, Hill is probably the start. Yeah, Drew Brees is still on the sidelines with his uh, injured ribs, and you got Kamara. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think this is going to be this has all sorts of points all over it. Um, man, I'm leaning towards the Saints at home. Uh, in this matchup, I think that they figure out a way to win. Uh, I would go in this one. Um, I would bet the over, and I'm going to take the Saints. I'm with you. We're on the same page. Uh, I I think that the over is the pick here on, on yes. this one. So 51 and a half. I, I think that this is going to be a you know 38 35 shootout. Uh, I do think it's going to be a relatively close game. I think the Saints know. They, they might have got caught looking ahead last week. That might be the easiest way to describe it with that, uh, that game against the Eagles. They knew they had this big one coming up. I think they're going to be fired up and ready to play. Having said that, Butter, I think the Chiefs are going to be fired up as well. I think the Chiefs have kind of just been you know plowing along here, playing along with their competition. I think this is a game that will get Casey's attention. 
And I think they're going to come into it prepared and ready to go and show out on this one. I do think this this is going to be the best game of the weekend. Give me the Chiefs to win this thing 41-34. But I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think this one's going to be really, really fun to watch. But I like the Chiefs to win on the road and cover. And I think that the Packers are going to end up with that number one seed in the NFC when it's all said and done, Butter. So... Well, let's head out west. We got we got a bird battle here, Butter. So the Philadelphia Eagles, again, coming off that big win against the Saints this past week. <clears throat> excuse me, just talked about them. On the road against Kyler Murray in the Cardinals. Again, got two OU quarterbacks here squaring off, so this is going to be really fun from a local standpoint. Cardinals favored in this one, Butter, by six, six and a half. Uh, the total here, 49 and a half. So, you know, maybe, maybe some points scored in this one. But can Jalen Hurts do it again? Can he go on the road? Keep Philadelphia in that playoff hunt there in the NFC East. Again, they probably have to win out. We talked about it. Uh, Cardinals, they're right there in the playoff hunt as well. They need to win as well. But your thoughts on Eagles and Cardinals and these two OU quarterbacks teeing it off Sunday afternoon, bud? Man, I mean, I think this is going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch with two former OU quarterbacks playing. Um, you know, I mean, the Eagles have have kind of shown what they're going to do with, with uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, they're going to try to run the ball. <clears throat> You know, I mean, uh, I don't think that Jalen Hurts uh, takes a step back this week. I mean, I think the Eagles still have um, still. I mean, they're they're still going to be a, a a pretty good team with him running the ball. But I like I like Kyler Murray at home, um, and I like the Cardinals to win this game. I'm with you. I like the Cardinals to win and cover as well. You know, it, it's it's uh, like you have two kids out there, Butter. Who are you rooting for, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, we, lo- we love Jalen Hurts. We love Kyler Murray. Again, both uh, are great Sooners who will kind of go down into uh, OU legend because of their, uh, their, their feats on the field in Norman. Uh, but I, I think the Cardinals are probably the more complete team. Again, I, I think – now having a week of film on Jalen Hurts, what they did with him against the Saints, what worked, what didn't, I think that will help the Cardinals to kind of prep and get ready for him. Um, and, and Kyler Murray and that the offensive weapons that he has there, uh, I, I think that that's just going to be too much for the Eagles to overcome at home. I'm with you. I like the Cardinals to win this game, maybe 31-17. I think they cover the spread and probably end up winning it comfortably whenever it's all said and done. I think it comes down to Washington and the Giants – in the NFC East here down the last two weeks. So, and speaking of the Giants, Sunday night football, butter, they're still in it. They're hosting the Cleveland Browns, another OU quarterback there, Baker uh, Mayfield. Again, they're coming off that tough loss Monday night against the Ravens. Browns favored in this one by four, four and a half, depending upon your book. So that line's kind of moved. It's went up a little bit where the Browns are uh, uh, kind of, uh, I guess money's coming in on Cleveland in this one. But total here, 44 and a half, 45, depending upon your book. Going to be an interesting game. Again, tons of snow in the Northeast this week, Butter. So you got to think that weather could play a factor in New York, outdoor stadium. Uh, your thoughts on the Browns and Giants on Sunday night, Bud? Man, I mean, after watching uh, the Browns versus the Ravens, I mean, like I said, even though the Browns did lose that ball game, I mean, it's one of those games that um, – they had opportunities to win, and I thought that the Browns' offense looked really, really good. Um, you know, I mean, um, <clears throat> running the ball, and I think if it's a snow, if if the game is sn- it, it, snow, I mean, and the, and the field's covered in snow, 
I feel like the Browns have the edge in this game because they have the ability to run the ball with two really good running backs. They've got Kareem Hutt and they've got Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think and both those guys had two touchdowns on Monday night, right? So, they, yeah, they exactly. were both involved in the game. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing that um, that's impressed me the most um, with Baker Mayfield passing is he's done it without OBJ. And um, – it might be a better team without him, so that's definitely I'm, one of the questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you might be right. I mean, but like the receivers that he's throwing to, I mean, they're not like they're they're not all pro. I mean, they're I mean, you get Donovan yeah. Peoples Mitchell, right? Uh, you got uh, Jarvis Landry, Jones. yeah, People Jones, yeah, uh, yeah Rashard Higgins, yep. Michigan kid, yep, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got David Njoku, yep, tied in, and then yep. then you have a scad full of other players. So I mean, um, you know, I mean, Baker Mayfield is. One of those guys that is figuring out, figuring out ways to win. I mean, obviously they didn't lose, they didn't win the game against the Ravens, which they very well could have. But I mean, I like the Browns in this game. Like I said, if it if it's a snowy game where the there's snow there's snow flurries, the, the field's covered in snow. I like the Browns running game. Go Browns. Yep, I'm with you. I, I I like the Browns to win this one as well. I think they're the better football team, the more complete football team. Uh, whenever it's all said and done, and yeah, that running game. Uh, I think uh, Giants are Joe Judge. I think he's a hell of a football coach, Butter. Uh, I think that he's he's going to be there for a while, and I, I do think that that Giants defense is coming together. Uh, but I I just don't see how the Giants score a ton of points in this one, man. So I think the Browns defense is not bad as well. Again, I know they gave up forty seven points to the Ravens on Monday night, but again, a little different uh, offensive uh, challenge. Whenever it's Lamar Jackson and all the weapons that the Ravens have versus what uh, the Giants are trotting out there, so uh, I like the Browns to win this one and cover the spread as well. Uh, but should be a fun game to watch again. Hoping that there is some weather involved. It always makes for a, a, a kind of a more enjoyable uh, a TV experience whenever there's a lot of snow or crazy stuff going on there. So we'll see what happens there, but. Well, Butter, let's make some fantasy picks, man. I got you again this past week on the fantasy pick on my friend. So it, now, actually, we both had really, really good weeks. So I think we were. I, I got you two hundred five to one eighty, and so one eighty is not. That's nothing to sneeze at, my friend. So you had a had a really good week as well. But uh, it was yeah, that Cleveland Browns defense. Cleveland Browns defense <laughs> did uh, did not help you when it was all said and done. So, but uh, uh, you know, again, I had a cop out. I had the Seahawks defense against the Jets, so that uh, that probably helped me out a little bit as well. But uh, so I get the honors this week again. Our listeners out there, it's it's arguably it's either your your finals. Or it's the semifinals uh, for your for your playoffs uh, this week. So obviously a big week, right? Listeners are going to be out there wanting to know who to fire up, who to start. You know, depending upon who they've got in their squad here, as we get to the uh, the final two weeks of fantasy football. And so let's start off with quarterback butter. And now that we're in the uh, the, the the playoff stretch, so to speak, man, I'm not going to get fancy with it. I give me Patrick Mahomes as my QB one. Again, we talked about that Chiefs and Saints game. Should be a high-scoring affair down there in the Dome on the fast track in New Orleans. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this one. I think this is going to be a game that the Chiefs bring their A game uh, because the Saints are a pretty good football team. So I think they're going to be fired up, and I like Patrick Mahomes to get a bunch of points in that one. And then give me Derek Carr of the Raiders, Butter. So uh, obviously uh, they're getting ready to, uh, to, to tee it up here in just a moment against the Chargers here on Thursday night. You know, I think the Raiders at home and Allegiant, they've, they've been a pretty good squad there. They've been kind of feisty and stuff. And so I think this game's got a chance to be a high-scoring affair. The total in this one, 52.5, 53. So I think Vegas expects there to be a lot of points scored as well. So give me Mahomes and Derek Carr, the two AFC West QBs, as my QBs this week, bud. But who do you got? 
Well, I'm going to piggyback the Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. And then um, I'm going to go back to the well. Uh, I'm going to take Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. Uh, like I said, I mean, he didn't really have to do much last week against um, the lowly Jets, but um, I expect him to have a, a really good game uh, this week. I mean, he's got uh, a good matchup, and I mean, the receivers, he's got DK Metcalf and he's got Tyler Lockett. Uh, I expect them to put up a lot of points against Washington. Yep, I, I like that pick as well. So I, I, I'm with you. I think Russell Wilson, obviously, whatever the Seahawks do on offense, he's going to be at the heart of it, right? Mm-hmm. So probably a pretty good pick there. So let's go running backs, Butter. We just talked about this game, the last game we talked about. Give me Nick Chubb, Cleveland Browns against the Giants. Again, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball to win that game. And, uh, you know, I, again, I think that Giants defense is getting better. Uh, in that they're going to be pretty good in the years to come, but I think they're still a year or two away. So give me Nick Chubb as one of my running backs. And then give me Cam Akers of the Rams. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been coming on strong for the Rams here of late, right? So the Rams have been playing really, really good football. They've got a great matchup out west in the SoFi against the the Jets coming to town. Again, the Jets, their give-a-shit meter's done. They're going to go 0-16. I just don't see them winning a game here uh, the last three weeks. Uh, They're going to pull the Ofer. I think the Rams win this game and win it comfortably. Rams favored by 17 and a half in this one, Butter. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas, you got to lay a lot of points here on this one uh, if you're going to take the Rams. But uh, uh, I'm going to lay those points. Give me Cam Akers as my RB2, brother. But who do you got? Who's your two running backs, man? Man, I like Derrick Henry of the Titans. Uh, like, you, like you've like you said, I mean, this is his time of year His right time now. of year. Yeah. yeah, so I really, really like him. Uh, this week is running back. And then I'm going to take uh, the guy that is actually fixing to run the ball right now. Uh, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. <clears throat> you called it. <laughs> who, who was, uh, it was a question last week whether he was going to play or not because uh, I think he had a, a ankle injury and I think he missed the week before. And um, I think he was messing with fantasy owners yes. last week too, right? He was sending out tweets or Instagram saying, hey, don't start me. I'm not playing or something yeah. like that, right? So, yeah. But I went ahead and started him anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Yeah, it's cold-blooded, <laughs> man. So Josh Jacobs, he's got a sense of humor. You got to give him that. So, yeah, that's pretty funny. So, well, well let's go wide receivers, Butter. Again, I'm going to piggyback on my uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs pick. Give me Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs. Again, we talked about that game. Going to be a lot of points. Should be a lot of fun. And then my wide receiver, too, Butter, give me Mike Evans of the Buccaneers. So Tampa Bay, again, they're kind of sneaking around the chicken coop there, Butter, so we're not talking about them a whole lot. They've got a good matchup in the Dome against the Falcons there in Atlanta. I mean, we've talked about Atlanta, bless their hearts. They just don't play any defense, uh, even though that offense is pretty good. Uh, Give me TB12 in the Bucks over the Falcons, and then I like Mike Evans to be a big beneficiary of that. Probably 100 yards receiving and at least one touchdown in that one. So those are my two wide receivers, but who do you got this week, bud? Man, um, I like DK Metcalf of the Seahawks versus Washington, and then I like Tyreek Hill uh, of the Chiefs uh, down in down in New Orleans versus the Saints. Yep, absolutely. We both expect a lot of points there, and again, DK Metcalf just a uh, I mean he's a he's a tough cover dude. So again, I don't know if Washington's got the answer there. You'd expect uh, Russell Wilson to hook up with him at least once uh, this weekend. We'll go tight ends, butter. Uh, give me OU's on own, I, I should say, Mark Andrews of the Ravens, right? So he had a good game against the Browns on Monday night. I expect him to get several catches and maybe uh, find the end zone for the Ravens this week as well uh, in, a, in a good matchup there. So, again, uh, OU Big 12 championship this weekend too, right? So I, I got to go with our Sooners, man. So give me Mark Andrews as my tight end. You got a familiar face, and again, tough, tough not to pick this guy. Who do you got at tight end, bud? 
give me Travis Kelsey, and um, here's a here's a stat that I don't know if uh, you know. Um, the leading um, the the player with the leading receiving yards this year. Who do you think it is? It's Travis Kelsey, I believe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. guess who number five is? Number five, Tyreek Hill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I mean, uh, <clears throat> I know Stephon Diggs is up there yes. at some point. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of who. Maybe uh, DeAndre Hopkins is in there as well, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah. Tra- Travis, a tight end, leaving uh, or leading the league in rushing or uh, receiving yards. Is, yeah, is amazing. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, he's as reliable a target. Uh, as you'll ever find at that position again, probably going to be a Hall of Famer a few years down the road for sure. So, but uh, yeah, big big pick there, good pick there. Let's go to the flex butter, the X factor. Who's it going to be this week? I'm going to go with the Colts. T. Y. Hilton. He's looked good the past couple weeks. He's, he man. seems to be kind of coming on. I don't you know injury wise earlier in this year. I, I don't know if he's kind of meshing with Philip Rivers now. Again, we talked about the Colts. They have to win to kind of keep pace with the Titans. They're in a dead heat with them. Titans have the tiebreaker here. Colts uh, playing at home in the Dome against the Texans. You know, Deshaun Watson, you know, God bless him. I I think he's a hell of a competitor and a hell of a player, but I just don't think the Texans have a whole lot to play for at this point. So I like the Colts to win this one. And uh, I think T.Y. Hilton maybe has has a long touchdown reception in this one. Maybe call it, you know, 60, 70-yard touchdown reception. So so I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton as my X factor. But who do you got, bud? Uh, Man, I like Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. Um, I expect him to – big things for him this week. Um, Lots of rushing yards. Um, Another thing that I was going to tell you, like on on T.Y. Hilton, what I think has helped him a lot this year um, is having Jonathan Taylor – actually healthy because like he's he's missed some games but i know like the last two or three weeks with uh the presence of jonathan taylor there i mean and and their ability to run the ball i mean it's created really good uh passing options and uh a lot of receiving yards for T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Phillip Rivers is a great play-action pass quarterback as yes. well. So, yeah, easier to throw the ball downfield whenever you've got that big rushing attack or rushing threat, uh, I should say, in Jonathan Taylor. So, well, let's go kickers, Butter. And, again, we love kickers around here. Kickers are people, too. We, I, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here, but we expect a ton of points down in New Orleans uh, on Sunday afternoon. Give me the Chiefs Harrison Butker as my kicker. I think he's going to have a field day with extra points and field goals there. And again, always love picking kickers in a dome as well. Uh, you got a pretty good kicker as well. Who are you taking this week, bud? I'm going to take Justin Tucker of the Ravens. Uh, like I said, I I expect the, a lot of points to be scored against uh, the lowly, lowly Jaguars. Um, not near as longest uh, losing streak as the Jets, but just one game better than yep, that. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. 12 and 13, right? It's it's a race to the bottom there between the uh, the Jets and Jags. So we'll see what happens here uh, over the last three weeks. Well, uh, along those lines, Butter, we're on the same page uh, with defenses this week. And again, if you've got them in your lineup or if you've got them on your squad for fantasy purposes, I don't know why you would start any other defense than the L.A. Rams, my friend. So again, they're hosting the Jets. Uh, they're a seven. 17 and a half point favorite. The total on that one's 43 and a half. I mean, it can conceivably be another game like what the Seahawks had against the Jets this past weekend, 40 to three. Jets have nothing else to play for. They're probably in tank mode at this point, trying to get that number one overall pick. The Rams, obviously, super motivated, uh, trying to keep that lead over the Seahawks in the NFC West. And again, they're not completely out of it for the uh, the top seed in the uh, NFC as well. So they got a lot more to play for. That Rams, Rams defense is coming on. So we're on the same page, right? 
Yeah, I mean, another thing, I mean, the Jets have been an absolute dumpster fire this year. I think the dumpster fire has actually ignited, and it's actually kind of it's starting to get into the stadium. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but, I mean, the Jets absolutely suck. Um, I mean, I they're going to have to throw some gays on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, Adam Gase, I, I don't know how he still got the job, Butter. So, we'll, uh, again, they're in the sweepstakes for uh, Trevor Lawrence next April. There have been a lot of talk about uh, questions about whether Trevor Lawrence would demand a trade or, or try to opt out, given that he is probably the clear-cut number one choice uh, in the NFL draft come April. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, Jets fans – it's dark, dark times right now, gang, but hang in there, right? So uh, help is around the corner. You can't be that bad for that long forever. So it's going to turn around. You get that many number one picks, eventually you're going to get it right. So so hang in there, Jets fans. So, Well, Butterball, I think that just about does it for this episode, my friend. So we're up against the hour mark here. And again, the uh, Raiders and Chargers just kicked off here on Thursday night. So we're going to take a break, have a couple of brewskis, and uh, eat some food and uh, watch the first half of this uh, NFL Thursday night action on Fox. So for our listeners out there, Butter, Obviously a big week, man. So it's either championship week for your fantasy league or it's probably probably the semifinals, right? You're probably in the final four at this point from a playoff standpoint. How can they get at you, man? If, if they need some fantasy professional advice, uh, throw that Twitter handle out there, bud. Okay. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or a.k.a. the fantasy professional. And that is J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N-C-U-R-E-N. Absolutely. Well, take advantage of the uh, uh, the football knowledge that the fantasy professional has, ladies and gentlemen. And so, Butter, I appreciate you being in studio with me again this week, man. We're going to have a good time with it. Do the college pod here in a little bit as well and uh, and just uh, make an evening out of, out of it, my friend. So, uh, And while this will wrap it up for this episode of the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, remember – the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Yeah.